Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and pastor's delivery of the word.
St. Matthews, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus, our Savior, died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. love to invite you to our online service here at St. Matthew's Baptist Church under the direction of our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Here at St. Matthew's, pastor has been preaching the word of God, rightly dividing it with truth and transparency for over 33 years. We've seen thousands of lives transformed. Even though we're living through an unprecedented time, and even though our church is closed due to the pandemic, we'd love for you to download our SMBC app through your Google Play Store or through the Apple App Store for real-time live updates. Additionally, we'd like for you to follow us on Instagram at smbchurchnj or on Facebook at St. Matthew's Baptist Church of Williamstown, New Jersey. In addition to that, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at TV where you can learn about our online services, our Wednesday night core Bible studies, and even our Zoom schedules at this time. Finally, don't forget to remain faithful through your giving by tithing online through our church website or by using our SMBC app or by mailing in your tithes to our church address at P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. Have a blessed day. Jesus, 
Every war he wages, he will win. Oh, I'm not backing down from any giants. Cause I know how this story ends. Yes, I know how this story ends. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. A victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Hey, you take the enemy meant for evil and you turned it for good. You turned it for good. You take the enemy meant for evil, and you turned it for good, and you turned it for good. You take the enemy meant for evil, and you turned it for good, and you turned it for good. You take the enemy meant for evil, and you turned it for good. And you turned it for good. You take the enemy meant for evil, and you turned it for good. And you turned it for good. You take the enemy meant for evil, and you turned it for good. And you turned it for good. I'm gonna see your victory. Victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Son of the living God, he is the Alpha and he is the Omega, the beginning and the ending. And I'm praising God for our young people who sang this morning. What a great, great job. We thank God for them, their commitment to his Lordship. And I want to open up with some praise. I just want to thank God and exalt the name of Jesus, praise him for his abundant mercy, for his goodness, his grace, his keeping power, his long suffering. Truly God is an awesome, awesome God. And on the Lord, this Lord's day, we ought to lift up our holy hands, lift up grace, lift up thanksgiving to our savior, Jesus Christ. He died, he was buried, and he rose again with all power in his hands. And he's worthy. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Jesus is worthy to be praised. 
And we exalt him this morning. We thank God for him. He watches over us. He wakes us up every morning, starts us on our way. He has forgiven us of all of our sins, those of us that are saved. We are in the Lamb's book of life. There's no more punishment, no more anger, no more guilt. God has cleansed us from all unrighteousness. Bless his holy and everlasting name. And the Bible says, let the redeemed, hallelujah, of the Lord say so. We have an obligation to tell it on the mountaintop, tell it in the valley. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Now listen, listen, listen. We are thankful this morning to announce our grand reopening of our church on May 23rd, 2021. The 8 o'clock service will be from 8 in the morning to 9.30 and then the second service will be from 10.30 to 12. That is May 23rd. We're thanking God again for whom all blessings flow. We wanted this reopening to be safe, secure, and systematized. We have a system we're going through. I want to thank God for our staff. I want to thank God for those that are assisting me in this venture. And uh, you're going to be safe. You're going to be secure. The building will be sanitized again. Uh, All the seats will be sanitized. Amen. There will be extra uh, hand sanitizers everywhere. Bathrooms will be, hallways will be sanitized. And we're asking you to bring your masks. If you leave it at home, we have some here. And we're going to be spaced safely. And let me tell you how much thinking went into this, how much praying. President Biden has already announced by May 1st, he wants everybody of all ages to be inoculated. Amen. So we're coming back May 23rd. We pray. Amen. And we're thankful that God is moving mightily in our midst. We've been closed a year. I want to thank God for your faithfulness. But we're coming back May 23rd. Get the word out. May 23rd. And ushers will be trained. Deacons will be trained. Ministers will be trained to assist us in seating and service. We're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. The Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Our grand reopening, get the word out, May 23rd. That means, listen, we're going through April in preparation for this as more and more people are receiving the serum and we are thankful to God. We're doing this safely and we're doing this, amen, systematically and securely for you. Praise God. So we are grateful for our reopening. I can't wait. We miss the fellowship. We miss coming together. We miss corporate worship. And now we have a date in which we will, by the grace of God, return. Amen. So we're thankful again from whom all blessings flow. Also, uh, Friday morning at 10 o'clock, pastor will be preaching on Good Friday. Good Friday, tune in, same station, 10 o'clock, 10 a.m., and we're going to have our, amen, uh, Good Friday message of the seven last words of Jesus Christ. I want you to tune in at 10 o'clock, 
this same station. And then, of course, Sunday is resurrection morning. Pastor's preaching on the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Easter is not about bunny rabbits and bald eggs. Easter, Easter is about the resurrection of King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And we're going to celebrate him getting up. Amen. When he got up, we got up with him. Praise God. And we th- we're thankful again. Now today, and I have a lot to cover, traditionally is what we call Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. Amen. The palms are not for good luck. The palms are not for your mantelpiece. The palms are an expression of a very serious message. In Matthew 21, when and Matthew sees Jesus as the Messiah King, Matthew 21 and in Luke 19 uh, and in Mark 11, we, we, we see this account of Jesus telling the disciples to go find a, a man, a donkey with her coat, listen to this, and bring him to him. And he got on the donkey and rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, not a white horse. The white horse is a man, a, 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 a derivative, if you will, of power and position. He came humbly. Amen. And when he came through the streets of Jerusalem, doctrinally, it was, Matthew 21, his final presentation to the nation of Israel to accept him as Messiah. And they put branches down and at his feet in front of the donkey, and they said, Hosanna, which means save now. And Jesus rode through the streets of Jerusalem. They said, Hosanna, but two days later they said, crucify him. Jesus had made his final presentation for them to receive him as Messiah. And had they accepted him as a nation, as Messiah, there would have been no church. But God's plan Romans 9, 10, 11, God's plan, listen, in Romans 10, was to use their rejection. He came unto his own, his own received him not, to graft in the Gentiles. Thank God for that. And chapter 11 of Romans talks about the future remnant that will be saved of the nation of Israel. We praise God for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. So on this Palm Sunday, Jesus came through the streets on a donkey, which represents humility, lowliness, to be received as the Messiah, and they rejected him. Make sure you don't reject Jesus when he comes. Make sure you accept him as the Messiah King, as King of Kings, and Lord of all lords. He's the potentate of paradise. Bless his name. Now this morning, we're not going to be long before you, but I'm in Ephesians chapter 1, and we've kind of been here before. I want to deal with um, this matter, and it's very, very important, of God's 
definite design, his divine design for our lives. I want to get your head out the clouds this morning. And I want to systematically deal with the word of God that's here in Ephesians. That as we begin to look at this design of God, and I'm talking about his design, and uh, this design to perfectly fit us. I want to deal with this designing of God. He's a designer. There is a strange but strategic, Lord have mercy, intersection between the sovereign will of God's inspiration, inspirational will, and man's, listen, and man's independent will. Divine human. I want you to understand that as we begin to look at God's divine will, that is, God has made definite designs and accounts in and for our lives that while God was making them or while we were going through them, we had no idea they even existed. That, that God is the designer of the cosmos, the universe. Amen. Uh, the psalmist said in Psalm 8, when I consider the sun, the moon, and the stars, what is man that thou art mindful of him, son of man that thou visits him? that as extraordinary as God is in his designing and upholding of all things, man is nothing. That God, God's divine design in the life of believers comes out only as the born-again believer, listen, looks back. We don't see it while we're going through. We don't see it ahead. We only see it as we are going back, as we go back in a state of reflection. God shows us his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. And this is all-knowing, all-wise, all-sufficient, all-powerful God. Amen has done some things in secret that he has not exposed. Let me, let me stop pausing part because this Pauline epistle, Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus, Acts uh, 19 and 20. He wrote to the church at Ephesus, a great church, a stellar church. And uh, Paul in Ephesus, listen to the pastor, I want to do some teaching this morning. In Ephesus, Paul talks about, listen, the supra knowledge, the, the infinite knowledge 
of God. Amen. That God, Lord have mercy, our sovereign God, our all-knowing God, our omniscient God, our omnipresent God, amen, our Trinitarian God, each person in the Godhead, God the Father, verses 3 through 5, did the election, the choosing, the predestination. God the Son did the redemption. He died and shed his blood for our sins. God the Holy Spirit did the sealing and the guidance and the direction of the paraclete. He deals with this matter in chapter 1, listen, of this superior wisdom. Superior wisdom. Superior wisdom. Superior wisdom of God, which led to the work of God, chapter 2, which led to the watchfulness of God, chapter 3, which led to the walk of the believer, chapter 4, which led to the warmth of our relational uh, 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 interfacing with one another, chapter 5, and then the war, even the warfare, chapter 6, which ended up in worship, this God who's infinite, in all the things that he does. And it's in this context that our God is so awesome, he can turn our conflict into classrooms. Lord Jesus. He can turn grace into guidance. Hmm. He Listen, he, he, he can turn, amen, his goodness into our gratefulness and his governing into his glory. He's the God that upholds all things by the power of his will. And, and, and you, you, you and I, too often we're running through things, we don't see the significance of this most high God, amen, and, and, and we, we begin to notice as we look at Ephesians chapter 1, and it's one of my favorite verses, and verse 11, he says, in whom we have obtained an inheritance. Lord, have mercy. That means we're connected, amen, to Christ. And he goes on to say, this same God, amen, who worketh all things after the counsel of his will. Now let me stop pausing part because I, I try to be a pragmatist. I try to be transparent. I try to take every word and give meaning, mythology, and amen. And, and something dealing with ministry in this context. And what, and what I want you to hear this morning is that um, God, in retrospect, has done some things in the past that we will never understand until we've already experienced them. Songwriters say we'll understand it better by and by. By and by is not heaven. By and by is as God has done things, 
he begins to re reveal in retrospect what he has done. Ah, this is heavy. And, 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 and as we look, look back, look back, look back, and I know many times I'm looking back on my life, looking back, we, we see a definite divine design, amen, to our pullout and our productivity. What is that? It's counsel. Now, now, if you're going to understand what was preached here in this Pauline or Petrine as Peter or Johannine as John epistles, they're living epistles. There's doctrine usually in the first three chapters and then duty in the last three chapters. There, there is, amen, the promotion of God's, amen, infinite mindset in the first three chapters and then Amen. Us practicing what God has already promoted. So when you get here, looking back, we're looking back. Once we're saved, amen. Once we're saved, once we have been elected by God, we are no longer believing in accidents. Rather, appointments. Hmm. No luck, rather liberty, no chance, rather circumstances supervised. Looking back, he talks about the counsel of his own will, who worketh, energia in the Greek, energy, God uses his energies to work. He has worked for us in Jesus dying on the cross. He's working in us through the Holy Spirit. He's working to us by other Christians through their gifts. And he's outworking, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Ah, what is God up to? He's working out ek, what God has already worked in that that is when i when i look at the scripture this energy this energy of god to to work things out lord have mercy that god was always present and always had a plan according to his will in our past the two words that are used in this context are bolema, his secret will, which no man can know, and thulema, his revealed will. For God to work everything out for the good of them that love the Lord, according, according to absurd purpose, in Romans 8.28, and for God to, amen, secretly, secretly, have worked in our past to bring us to where we are today, secretly. He's dealing with his counsel. Now, when you go to Jeremiah chapter 1, Jeremiah, uh, God told Jeremiah, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you, I sanctified you, I called you to be a prophet to the nations. Before you came out your mother's womb, I had already sanctified you. 
So God knew us before we were, before we, before we existed. God knew us. God ordained us. God directed our paths, and we had nothing to do with it. Now let me stop Paul's apart. You didn't come to your senses. You didn't suddenly wake up and say, I need to be saved. I need to give Christ my life. You did not choose me, said Jesus in John 15. I chose you. It was a wake-up call. Listen to pastor. When I look back, I see the remnants of his counsel. Mm. Now, let this one soak in. If I had nothing to do with my salvation, and I didn't. If I had nothing to do with my calling, and I didn't. I had nothing to do with my uh, being written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and I didn't. I had nothing to do with my election, and I didn't. Then God's counsel, his counsel, he works all things after the counsel, secret counsel of his own. that means to me, child of God, is that God was in my past making decisions on my future. God was selecting exposures and experiences. The miracle here is that God not only had a divine design, for my direction and my development, but even my difficulties. God added strategically into this mix all things after the counsel of his own will. My God. More than likely, the one you're married to, you never envisioned being married to. More more than likely, your gifts, you had no idea that you had them. More, 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 more than likely, your service record, amen, was not selected by you. And where you have ended up today, this morning, you had nothing to do with. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. I, I wish I had a witness out there that when I look back, I now understand all of the dimensions of my life were governed by the counsel of God. He chose my friends. He chose my direction. He chose my seven years in the military. He chose my struggles. He chose uh, the things that I was uh, going up and down in. He chose uh, even when I would come out of the cold with my carnality. He chose where my heart was. He chose where my mind was. Stop thinking of coincidence. There are none. Somebody said a coincidence when God performs a miracle and decides to remain anonymous. You are where you are. You are who you are by the counsel of his own will. You've ended up right where he wanted you to end up. You're in his place. Lord have mercy. Just ask Joseph. He went from the pit to the palace by way of Potiphar's wife. Amen. Listen, 
And, and every time you read this account of Joseph's chapter 37 and chapter 50, it keeps saying, and the Lord was with him. This morning, child of God, the Lord is with us. And if he's with you, he's more than the world against you. He's with us through this pandemic. He's with us uh, through our hurts and pains. He's with us through our confusion. He's with us. He's working out his will. And strategically and secretly, he's going to align us in a direct objective of his will. How did I get here? The hand of God. How did I end up here? Jesus. Lord, have mercy. I want you to understand this divine design. I know as you were growing up, you could have never envisioned yourself as to where you are today. Never. When you were a teenager, when you were a young adult, before you got saved, when you were out there uh, drinking that moo juice, monkey juice, taking things you ought not take, going places you ought not go, you never envisioned that you were being led. You were loved. Ah, yeah. He works all things after the counsel of his own will. Now that I'm able to look back, it makes sense to me. My God has brought me a mighty long way. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I've already come. I wish I had a witness this morning. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord is my refuge and my strength. The Lord, ah, thank you, Jesus, is my way maker. He's my storm breaker. The Lord ah, brought me by his counsel to where I am. Fornication. Mm. Getting high, struggling, running the streets, heart darkened, mind wayward, doing my own thing. Do I have a witness? Now that I look back, the counsel of his own will. That's why we can't take credit for anything. That's why we dare not assume that it was us. For by grace, love we don't deserve, or you say through faith, that faith's not yours, it's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. It's only Jesus. It's only Jesus. Zacchaeus was sitting in the tree, a little short Zacchaeus. Jesus said, come on down, I want to eat dinner at your house. And, 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 and so Zacchaeus said, how did you know I was here? He said, I knew you before the foundation of the world. His divine, that's why there's no failures in Christ. His divine will will find you when you can't find yourself. He 
He's chosen us in Christ. My God. How did I become a pastor preacher for 34 years? I ain't nothing to do with that. I spent seven years in the military, came out, running the streets, and all of a sudden, I had this feeling within me of loneliness. I had this feeling of nothing within me. I had this emptiness in me. And I started choosing different things I thought would answer, and none of them worked. Then all of a sudden, I attended a Bible study, got saved, went to Bible college. I had nothing to do with that. God opened doors and sent me through. <sighs> that, that is, child of God, only as you look back can you see his design. His definite divine design of what God did in your life. It was, Lord have mercy. According to Ephesians, it was God's, hallelujah, energy working according to the counsel of his own will. Put your name there. My name is John Doe, whom God, in the counsel of his own will, defined that you would come out of the world, get saved, and be in him. Paul dealing with some heavy things. But secondly, by looking back, again, only looking back do we see a divine development. Uh-oh. This is not God's program. This is God's provisions. A divine development, which is our calling. Mm. What is this calling? Paul says in Philippians 1.12, I love this. Paul says, the things that have happened unto me, God intellectually used them to furtherance of his gospel. If Paul had never been beaten 39, uh, 40 times save one, if Paul had not been thrown into prison several times, if Paul had not been thrown out the window for dead, if Paul had not, listen to me, if Paul had not been hated by his own brethren, if Paul had not gone through what he'd gone through, Paul would have never had a sense of his calling. Knocked down on the Damascus Road, Acts chapter 9. Amen. Taken off blind. Told to go into the city to a street called Straight. Where he met with Ananias. And even Ananias had a problem with him. Ananias was arguing with the Lord. You mean you saving him? A sense of his calling. We 
don't get a sense of our calling right away. We don't get a sense of our gifts right away. We don't get a sense of our service right away. God uh, makes decisions as to when, where, how, and through whom. My God, this calling, this calling that Paul is talking about includes difficulties. Some of the things we resented, some of the things we hated, some of the things that caused us great distress and conflict, God turned into classrooms. Watch this. I'm going to use these things that you literally hated to make you holy. I'm going to use uh, as you look back, only as you look back, only as you look back, I'm going to change, metamorphosize your heart. I'm going to change your mind. I'm going to teach you how to love. I'm going to teach you how to give, how to forgive. I'm going to teach you how to be fruitful in your faith. I'm going to teach you how to pray when problems come up. I'm going to teach you how to transfer your trust to me. You're going to have to go through something though. God, 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 in looking back, we see a sense of our calling. Your calling is not for you. Your calling is for somebody else. Your calling is to help the helpless. Your calling is to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Your calling is to come alongside somebody else as a tow truck and help them when they can't help themselves. Ah, you that are strong, Romans 15, 1, ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. Listen to this, and not please yourself. God talks about his program provisions, but he ends on his promises. Only looking back do we see a design power, our confidence in him to help us to cross the roads we don't want to cross. And, and, and I want to say this, verse 18 and 19, chapter 1, Ephesians, he's dealing with power, ishkos, dunamis, kratos, Kratos is a bulldozing power. When you can't move stuff, the Holy Ghost gives you the power to move it. When you can't move sin out of your life, he gives you the power to move it. When you are stubborn and don't want to love and want to, amen, hold accounts against people, when you want to act nasty and not be tenderhearted and not, amen, God sends the bulldozer. Kratos, dunamis, explosion power. Ishkos. Uh, do I have a witness? Because God is able through his power. His power will stop your pollution. His power will help you to promote his name. His power will help you to walk right. His power will help you through your disappointments and delays. His power would do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. 
to the only wise God, our Savior. God is sovereign. God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. God is infinite. God, God, God is able. And as I look back, I see uh-huh, his power. His power brought me out of sin and sanctified me. His, his power, I'm not perfect, but his power, amen, keeps my heart alive with energy. His power causes me to shout when I'm suffering. His power causes me to wait in worship. His power causes me to wave my hand when all hell's breaking out. His power enables me to look at something and declare that it's going to change. His power will heal my body. His power will help my head. His power, his power, his power. And Jesus has all power in his hands. Do I have a witness? He's worthy to be praised. Look what Paul is saying. Hallelujah. That God works all purposes after the counsel of his own secret will. As we look back, it all starts to make sense. See, parents have an obligation to bring up a child know where they should go. And then when they get old, God does the rest. Do I have a witness? I'm preaching up in here. See, our response, our righteous responsibility to what God is doing is that when we understand that God's counsel was pulling me in all along, I have a responsibility to be persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. When I understand that God's design for my development was according to my calling. I know that God put me in a classroom, even with my conflicts, to learn that he's all-powerful. When, 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 when I realize that God is giving me victory in spite of my venoms, through his power, that God can superimpose his power. God can give us power. God can help us to rely on his power. God can help us to pray about his power. I have power to be like Jesus, to love, to be liberated. Do I have a witness? He's able. Ah, he's able. We can't take credit for anything. It was the Lord that chose us. It was the Lord ah, that gave us his counsel, his calling, and his confidence. This is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. We know he's with us. No weapon formed against us will prosper. We know that all things are being worked together for the good.
thank you, Jesus, for the work that you have done, the energies you have used in working out my good and your glory. This morning, we want you to be saved. We want you to believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God the Son, he died for your sin on Calvary's cross. He was buried, and on the third day, he rose with all power in his hand and asked him to come in. Lord, I want you to come into my life and save my soul. They that call upon the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10. Listen. This Wednesday will be core. This Friday will be Good Friday at 10 a.m. in the morning. Easter will be resurrection morning. Today is Palm Sunday. He rode through the streets and they said, Hosanna, save now. But they rejected him. Listen to pastor. We are coming back for our grand reopening and it will be safe. May 23rd, May 23rd, May 23rd. 8 to 9, 31st service, 1030 to 12, second service. Get ready because we're going to celebrate a whole year. We're going to shout. We're going to dance. We're going to be space, but we're going to worship God in spirit and truth. Praise the name of Jesus for bringing us back together. May 23rd. Come casual, you can wear a suit, you can wear a dress, you can wear heels, you can wear boots, you can wear whatever you want to just be here in this place. The Lord is able. We love you. Have a great day. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click donation, and fill out the St. Matthew's Secure Contribution and Payment Form.